Growth Pod is brought to you by Genero, a leading growth agency in the Nordics. We interview marketing experts, business leaders, and entrepreneurs to uncover the stories and strategies behind profitable growth. Today's guest is Annika Bostrom-Komlin, the Chief Marketing Officer at Raisio. And Raisio is a public Finnish company specialized in healthy and responsibly produced food and ingredients. The company's portfolio includes iconic brands uh, such as Elovena and international bestsellers like Ben Ekol. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> yeah, just a quick background. Uh, how did you kind of end up in as the CMO of, uh, of Raisio? Yeah, good question. That's a long and windy road. <laughs> I um, I started out, I guess, some over 20 years ago by now. Uh, I always, always wanted to do marketing. That was the reason I went to business school. So I knew that from the start. And I think what I really found intriguing in marketing was essentially the people aspect and mm. the fact that we are not rational uh, mm. as as human beings and, and how we we are influenced and how the psychology works and, and consumer behavior and that type of thing. So I wanted to study that and it was always it was always marketing I wanted to do. And um, once I was um, once I was done with uh, with my studies uh, after a couple of years in advertising, I realized I, I'd kind of like to have my own baby uh, mm. to work with. And uh, I was extremely lucky to um, get a job at Unilever. Uh, also combining another passion of mine, which was food. And uh, I guess that's the track we're still on. Um, so yeah, then uh, quite a lot of various different jobs later. Uh, I've been uh, lucky enough to to be able to work both in B2B, actually quite a lot in B2B. Mm. So I uh, started out actually working a lot with the restaurant business um, and also B2C then with time. And I've been in small companies and bigger companies. And I also did a, a short while in on the retail side of things. So quite varied. And I guess another uh, thing that has been following me throughout my career is this, uh, my magnetism for acquisitions. So I've, mm. uh, I've been in four acquisitions and always kind of change jobs, uh, even though I not necessarily planned to myself. And that's how I ended up at Raisi as well. So the last acquisition I went through was with um, uh, Versa Food, so the, the company that markets Harkis, which is the leading plant protein in Finland. And that got acquired by by Raisio uh, in t- 2021, so two years ago. And uh, and then, yeah, I found myself uh, at, at Raisio and in, in the leadership team there. So that's that's how I got here. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about uh, Harkis because it's a very interesting backstory that mm. we just talked about. Yep. Um, the company was founded in 2010. 10, yeah. And uh, then in 2016, this kind of plant-based boom really took off. Yeah. What what, what kind of happened there? Yeah, uh, good question. I think I think uh, the time was ripe. Probably uh, there have been quite a lot of of. Uh, of, of things already going on in that scene. Uh, but then during that one summer, 2016, there were two big Finnish innovations that, that were launched. So uh, the one, and I guess the one that got the, mo- the most media attention was uh, pulled out by mm-hmm. Golden Green. And then around the same time, only I think a month or two later, uh, the, the product that we know as, as Harkis Original uh, came out, which was a fava bean-based product and, and of course pulled out an oat-based product. and. And because they were both Finnish innovations and they came at a, at a at a time that was really sort of ripe for that kind of boom, mm. they got really a lot of media attention. And all of a sudden it was all over the, the news that this is what we're going to eat. And, mm. and, and also with very much that sort of domestic innovation angle. Yeah. And it just got really hyped. Uh, the timing was right. 
there were two companies doing it uh, in a pretty big way, and uh, and uh, yeah, uh, it just it just boomed um, over that summer. And and uh, I've, I've I've only been to, told stories about it. There were three per, uh, persons actually working in uh, Versa Food uh, that made Harkis at the time, and I've only heard the the legends of what that summer was like um, with the three of them trying yeah. to cope with. I mean, it was in six months. Uh, the mm. products were in every single store in Finland. Which is quite amazing, and and also I guess in less than a year there was a something like an eighty percent brand recognition. So mm. that is just an explosion, really. Yeah, that must be like unheard of in in a Finnish context. Like I don't think anyone yeah. any like consumer packaged good brand has. Yeah, that is that, that is scale. that was huge, uh, and 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 especially going into the, the all of the all of the stores that does yeah. not happen very often. No, yeah. for sure. So, trade was awake as well and got mm. really interested and uh, and really supported that and uh, and so that 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 gave that whole revolution, I guess, a bit of a mm. uh, a good um, a good energy in the beginning as well. Yeah. And so you joined them in 2018, two years yeah. later. Well, what was the state of the company then after like this summer of hype? What, what yeah. had happened in the meantime? Well, first they, I guess they coped with the hype for a while and <laughs> just tried to get by. Um, and then pretty soon afterwards, of course, the company had already been um, been around yeah. for six, seven years. So they weren't exactly new. They had already quite a lot of knowledge and they had already been focusing for some time on the fava bean, which is a, a, a very... Um, old ancient Finnish crop, actually, or an old Finnish crop, but also cultivated in Finland for a long, long time. Mm. And so they realized that that is really uh, an ingredient that you can work and do wonders with. And uh, of course, then they started accelerating that all the innovation around it, the product development, what kind of products to make of it. Um, and they initiated actually the building of a factory. So before that, it was uh, they owned, of course, the recipes and and the product development, but the but the production was outsourced. So they initiated uh, the investment of a, of their own factory and also uh, going abroad with it. So internationalization, mm. and uh, and yeah, that's that's how I got into the picture. Um, as I think I was number ten uh, in the company when I started, and and more or less. Um, yeah, just but the, I guess with the I wouldn't say the first marketeer because there had been mm. marketing done, but maybe the the, the task was to um, to really start building a brand of it. And at the time, Harkis was more maybe seen as the as a product uh, name, and and with the aim of of going international with it and and taking it outside of Finland, we started then working on uh, the next innovations. What the sort of what they should be, who they should be sold to, what kind of insights, and also the the brand strategy, and and essentially uh, designing a whole new brand for it, which then uh, became Beanit, uh, which also a lot of Finnish listeners might uh, might recognize, and and uh, yeah, so then we launched that then in in 2019 together with uh, the newest innovation then, uh, mm. which was the fava bean pieces and chunks. Mm-hmm. And uh, was this at the? Now there's been a lot of competition from like um, I don't know if it's Unilever has this vegetarian butcher. Yep, that's okay. They, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. All, you're all oh, company. so many brands coming up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then with like from companies Unilever with have endless resources. Yes. So how were you guys able to? Because like you said, it created a lot of hype. You guys were able to catch the wave perfectly. Yeah, perfectly. Yes. But then of course, if there's hype, there's demand. There's yeah. also competition. So yeah. how were you guys able to? Did competition start? Had you started seeing competition when you came, or was yeah. that later? No, it, it actually came 
I think later, and, and I think from a Finnish perspective, what's been interesting in this category is that there was always, even today, there's a there's a bit of a different angle to it in Finland. So mm. we always started with the ingredients. There was oat and there was fava bean, mm. and we made stuff out of that. Whereas if you look at, for instance, Beyond mm-hmm. uh, and, and these others, they have more taken the angle of let's try and make something that's as close to meat as we can. Yeah. So there was always that that difference in the angle. And, and I think these these more sort of ingredient-based things in Finland have have since worked pretty well. So when the others came, they also created that hype for a while, but but they haven't really, I guess, uh, uh, succeeded in the same way here. Um, but, um, but yeah, they came around the same time. I mean, obviously all of the big companies realized that this is now where we're going to be. Mm. Um, and, and, and they came and, and there was a lot of, I guess, 2016, 17, 18, 19, uh, quite a few years there were all sort of booming and uh, and uh, and lots of of players coming into that market. And today, uh, fast forward, if we look at it, um, well, a lot of things have happened since. So there's been the pandemic. There's been uh, you know war in Europe. Uh, things that really affect us in a mm-hmm. big way. And uh, and and today, it, it's definitely matured uh, in a way that we see. Also, I mean, just the general. Um, surroundings and climate that we live in, and sort of how, getting financing for all those small companies, not easy anymore. So now there's definitely col- consolidation going on. Mm-hmm. The bigger ones, uh, uh, you know, winning in the marketplace, and a lot of small ones going out, unfortunately. Yeah. But that's that's you know a natural part of the curve, I guess, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And Golden Green Foods, uh, you just uh, mentioned previously. I think mm. they've now been acquired by Valeo. Yeah. From yeah. sold from Paulig. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's probably a, a lot and of. And it's cons- still one of the big brands in Finland. So yeah. 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 So I guess both both of those that really started the category uh, are still there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in a strong way. Yeah. Are you uh, now thinking? You mentioned um, kind of um, how you were thinking about uh, building a new brand with international internationalization. Hmm. Um, what kind of what was the driving? Uh, idea. What were the kind of key insights there? Was it to that we could take this innovation and kind of replicate it yeah. across in different countries? Yeah, uh, there was that. I, I think w- some of so what we did then, uh, and which was super super interesting, really mm-hmm. really good journey. We started with digging really deep into the consumer and the consumer inside, and what do we want to eat, and what kind of motives uh, are there and and who wants to eat plant-based and because of what and we found and i still believe quite firmly that uh there is i mean there's room for both both the the meat mimicking things and also the more ingredient based things because we are different as consumers so some will want something that is as close to you know i just fry this in my pan like my normal patty Mm -hmm. and some will have the more ingredient based sort of uh, i'll eat fava bean but in a in a nicer format uh, or more convenient format so we started with that and um and and basically we when we had dug into um a lot of those motives and 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 uh drivers in the background uh we realized that it's kind of back to basics actually so for instance we realized that yeah there's a big driver that is sustainability so people want to eat uh, more sustainably and and of course all of that you know climate change anxiety etc but what it really that's more of a driver into the category and once you're in the category you actually really just want food that tastes nice Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we really went back to the taste 
we also really went back to the the ingredient uh, and, and and trying to tell the story of the fava bean as one of the you know it, it was it was in Finland before potato yeah, and that's yeah. how ancient it is to us it really is that sort of very traditional food that then got forgotten because of potato mm. but that's what we all ate before so so really um yeah the all of the all of the good uh things in that bean and and, and trying to tell that story as well mm. so those were really i guess the ground rules we set for ourselves it needs to be about the bean and it needs to be about taste yeah. um and then the rest will follow and 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 so that those were really the the key drivers that we that we decided to to work with yeah. yeah i think that makes i i, I think that's true right you can mm. get like you said you can p- get people into c- category but yeah. at the end of the day whatever people say in surveys they want food that tastes good and convenient and preferably cheap <laughs> exactly it, it, it really is about those three things it yeah. needs to taste good you need to understand what to do with it it needs to go into your habit essentially yeah. and and food is a lot about habit uh, i think i think it's under 10 recipes under 10 foods mm. uh, that we as consumers cook on a regular basis that's the sort of that's the the the, the menu list that we you know go around with in our, in our families so once you make that habit mm. you're going to be good but to 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 really create that habit it's a huge task so taste habit and then uh, yeah price let's talk about that because that's <laughs> what you had to do with uh, being it and Harkis. you came out with this completely new ingredient yeah. which is it's not a meat mimicking thing but it kind of replaces animal proteins yeah. right but that does ne- not necessarily mean that you can just put it in take out the meat from the spaghetti bolognese no. and put in so how did you what was the approach yeah. that you went through for creating this kind of habit and that is still today, I think, one of the biggest questions that mm-hmm. we that we try to work with. So two things. First was the, the the product design. So even though we decided that we believe in the ingredient and in in keeping the products as uh, you know uh, having a, a, as short an ingredient list as we can and really staying true to to the actual ingredient and the crop, we also realized that it wouldn't make sense to make something completely fantasy out of it. It needs to be something that you can use in your dishes and uh, that you're used to cooking. It doesn't need to taste the same because it's not going to taste the same anyway. Mm. You better manage that expectation that this is not, uh, you know, it's not meat uh, or it's not chicken. It is fava bean, uh, but it needs to be. Uh, we, we, we started talking about it as, a, as, as the user interface. <laughs> mm, mm. So the user interface needs to be something that you know what to do with. You fry it in a pan and you put it in a sauce or you, you put it in your hamburger. Uh, so that's one thing of creating habit. And then the other is, is of course, uh, recipes and uh, working a lot with, uh, with recipes and, and just sort of educating and, and, and providing that inspiration. And, and for me, and this is a challenge that, that, I still, uh, that I still keep talking about actually today is, you know, what is the, um, you know, what's the, pa- the, the pasta bolognese of, mm-hmm. of plant-based, if you like. So what's the, you know, you go into the store, you take this, in Finland, for instance, we buy a lot of, uh, of uh, shredded chicken. And you know you do a, tr- a shredded chicken, you do a, 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 a you know a jar of cream mm-hmm, and pasta, mm-hmm. and you have a meal. Yeah. And and we need to we need to find that 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 sort of one secret, not not secret <laughs> or anything but secret, yeah. but magic recipe. Yeah. Of yeah. Sort of you just instantly know that I put these three things together and and it'll work and it'll taste good. Mm-hmm. So uh, still working on that. Yeah. Uh, even though I ha- we have a few to, that I think would qualify, but. Yeah. You know, it takes a long time for sure to to get those into people's minds. For sure, and it's like uh, people are so busy um, 
you know, we have yeah. so little time dedicated to thinking about uh, about these things. And for you, the the there's the added challenge of the fact that you're you're trying to market to people who are not in outside of their kind of purchase decisions. So yeah. You need to have recall when they're at the store. Absolutely, uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a big big task. Yeah. And then it needs to taste good, and and yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's still there's still work to be done there. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't today, but I think we can, you know, there's still a way to go. For sure. I mean, yeah, the, yeah exactly. You guys have to having to work on the marketing piece, but also product development at the yeah, same time. Absolutely, and there's so much stuff. going on, obviously, in this sector. So yeah, I think what we see today is not the same that we're going to see in five years or ten years, obviously. And, yeah. and and there's 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 plenty to watch still. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you guys are, are kind of, uh, you're going on the ingredient focused. You're not going to go into like meat mimicking. Um, no, we believe quite strongly in, in yeah. the ingredient focus. Yeah. And and now, especially since the acquisition of, of, uh, of Harkis then into Raisio and, and Raisio, of course, then is, uh, is, is a lot about also Finnish crops. And it, it started out as a mill, uh, an autumn wheat mill, uh, some 80 something years ago, 1939, I think. And, and very much about you know, the farming and the crop and, and, mm -hmm. and the ingredients. And, and that has, I think, even strengthened it even a little bit more because there's a lot of knowledge about oat. And uh, and one of the first projects that we started was uh, creating an oat mince, and, which is now in, in stores and, uh, and and bringing also oat into the mix of ingredients. Mm -hmm. So today it's not just about the fava bean anymore. We actually added oat to to okay. to the the menu and uh and, and we can create some some pretty interesting mixes and 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 still stay true to to that thinking um that we want to keep we want to keep the food uh, simple and ingredient list short and and mm. stay true to that ingredient uh that is the game that we as Raisio we know yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah. know that that that's where we can really make magic. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, oats then, because yeah. uh, another brand that that you manage or see is uh, Elovena, which yeah. is kind of like the opposite of what we yes. just talked about. Very yeah. established, very well known. Yeah. Kind of one of the few brands, I would say, a handful of brands that really embody Finnish yeah. culture. Yes. So, what was it like to come in from a, a working with a brand where you kind of you're creating the category essentially? Yeah. You have a lot of maybe freedom when it comes to testing. Yeah. To taking on a brand that's kind of uh, iconic, what was that like? Um, it's been super interesting, and intriguing, and of course, I'm happy to have uh, a really, really, really good team uh, working on on Elevena. So, of course, it's you know, obviously not just me. Kudos to all, or everyone in 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 the team who who are doing that, and and they some of them have been there for a long time, so also know the brand really well. But yeah, I I think it's really one of those brands that. Um, as you say, is one of the icons in Finland. One of those that was always there, and people, mm -hmm. you know, related to your grandma's cupboard, and mm -hmm. and uh, and um, and of course, oat flakes, which is where it began, and porridge, which is also something very, very yeah. traditional to us. And, and so, yeah, I think it's it requires a lot of respect, and mm -hmm. uh, and and sort of uh, you're not going to go and make any super uh, drastic moves. You need to have that kind of. I, I feel I feel Elvena is a bit of an um, Maybe old ladies saying too much because she's also quite modern. Mm -hmm. She's a she for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you kind of you realize that she was there already for a hundred years soon. Yeah. It actually yeah, yeah. turns a hundred years in twenty twenty five, and and the brand will outlive, you know, me, us, mm -hmm. probably everyone. So you, you, there's definitely that respect there uh, to to treat the brand mm -hmm. uh, in the best possible way, and at the same time, of course, uh, you cannot 
you need to keep up with time. And I think that's been one of the very intriguing bits. Uh, so Elevena um, as a brand uh, came into now uh, only a couple of years back. Um, I mean, it, it may be for reference, if someone doesn't know it, it is an old brand started with old flakes and, and has gone into then a lot of old categories um, such as uh, instant oatmeals and and snack biscuits and and I like the 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 soft bars are my and favorite. the soft bars really yeah good. exactly, but I think one big step for for Elevena was a couple of years ago when um, the brand extended into oat oat drinks, mm-hmm. um, so commonly known I guess as oat milk even though that's not technically the term so oat drinks and oat spoonables uh, and and oat cooking products so liquid. Uh, oat-based products and and for me the strength of it really uh came to life when when we could see you know that that with through that brand through coming with that very traditional brand into a category that was still quite natural and logical because it's all oat right uh it really uh connected to new consumers so it really did get a lot of new consumers into that category that the other brands you know it maybe had been more of a a trend uh thing and something a bit anarchistic i guess and and uh, you know let's do something different and then elevena as a brand comes in there and and then you get like all of those maybe not the first movers but the ones that go okay well sure now i'll try it Mm. and 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 i think that really embodies the power of a brand to me Mm. uh you can really attract uh and change uh, behavior uh, through it, yeah, in new consumer groups. Yeah, for sure. You have that trust um, yep. and credibility that really helps. Yeah. Was there and it's any... not odd anymore, you know, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Was there any fear or any kind of um, caution that you took when it comes to expanding the brand into new products or just like, you know, this is an oat-based category, makes a lot of sense, let's go there. Yeah. How do you think about it? Well, I wasn't there at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this was, when was this? This when? was, um, so all the decisions were taken, I guess, uh, yeah, before myself. I came in just when it launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was 2021 uh, yeah. in uh, in summer when it launched. And, uh, but, but uh, maybe generally speaking, I think, um, actually, innovation and extending into new product groups has been really the recipe for success for uh, Elevena as a brand. So, uh, you know, if, if you think way back, it was Oat Flakes. And then there's been, you know, category after category built on top of that. And that really has been the, the growth of it. So I think I would guess there wasn't a lot of hesitation around that as such. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. I don't think so. More probably logical, uh, a logical step to go into mm-hmm. as that side of, of oat was and still is heavily growing. Mm. Yeah. And uh, another one of those changes that you made was the renewing the packaging sign, updating yeah. it. That was? 2020. Okay. So how I can think. you talk about that process? When we're, what, what went into that? What was the reaction? Yeah. Again, a year before I came into the company, but I've, I've spoken a lot to to uh, my colleague Miko, who was there at the time, and, and I've heard all of the stories. And yeah, uh, quite a that was probably the, no, not probably it was the most drastic uh, mm. change to the brand that had been done in a long time. So uh, people might remember the old uh, Elovena packaging where there was this big sort of national costume mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, illustration of this girl on the pack. And uh, and and basically that that led to a couple of challenges. One being, it took up a lot of space on the pack, 
so there was less space. I mean, the packaging is your most important media in FMCG. That is really where you need to communicate. So having that dress take up a lot of that space, it didn't really make sense. Uh, and the other was going into new categories. So how to really work with that across new product groups. And, and then there was also the challenge of, uh, you know, how to make different variants, so taste variants, uh, come be, be clear. So it, it just, all of that um, came together and, 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 and Mikko and his team at the time realized that there needs to be change uh, in that area. So uh, the, the girl essentially, in a way, it actually was made stronger because mm. previously it was only on the pack. Now it was actually made part of the logo. So so the girl now is is sort of she sits on top of of the Elevena logo and and is is actually a more you know a, a more firm part of it. Uh, but she also moved away from the pack and I think most drastically the national costume was removed. Mm -hmm. So she's now uh, in, in in just a sort of a pretty plain top and, mm -hmm. and yeah that really really created a big media storm for, uh, as i as i've heard and uh for a few days i think miko said he he spent two or three days completely on the phone as media was for calling and and there was a lot of you know social media and people got really upset because that that girl is is really kind of a national symbol mm -hmm. and 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 a little bit holy so i think that people got upset because you're not supposed to mess with it uh and and but then what happened? Um, it was a couple of a few days of of, of really a lot of uh, of fuss about it, um, and then as in many of these things, it was a small crowd that was quite loud. Um, it then just sort of calmed down, and it was a great recipe for success. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, when it comes to the shelf visibility, uh, how that blue color now stands out. If you go into a Finnish retail shop and look at it, you will see big dark blue um really blocks uh, that stand out mm. and uh and yeah it, it, it's it's worked really well actually from uh from a design and from a packaging design point of view yeah. so all and, good now and, and spoken as i just a consumer um i think i really like the the new design it looks very uh, very high quality very sleek um yeah and it, it's just kind of interesting that you have this thing where you feel like there's this fear that you know we can't touch this thing but actually yeah. You know, you can, you can, given that you understand what the brand actually is, the core elements, yeah. you can make changes. Yes, absolutely. And and, and I think that that's very well said. <clears throat> that's what it comes down to. You need to really know who mm. you are, what you are, uh, be prepared for those questions, be prepared to stand up for it. And uh, and, and I think that's what, what the team at the time did really well. Mm. And I guess uh, moving forward, we see a lot of that in the brand sphere, don't we? Uh, you need as a brand to have a standpoint, you need to 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 have some values and represent those those and stand up for them. So I guess I, it was a good exercise in the end, yeah. Um, for that brand to to do and to see sort of that that uh, it it didn't kill it. It actually made it stronger. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned um, the importance mm -hmm. of package design and shelf space when it comes yeah. to FMDC, which I think is maybe something that's not understood if you don't work in that industry. Oh, yeah. But how do you think about like the marketing mix? Um, is that a huge part of the marketing? Yeah. And and yeah. How, <laughs> yes. how do you think about like the? Because you're in a you're in a in a situation where um, you don't really have direct no. contact with customers. Exactly. So you have to create awareness. Yeah. That then converts at this you know couple yeah. at a much later stage. So how do you think about this kind yeah. of like your 
the mechanism that or the role that marketing plays in generating actual like yeah sales yeah yeah it's it's a different world in the sense that we don't sit uh on the conversion ourselves in a way or the the, the, the actual uh buying environment is, is not in our hands as such um and that is as i said it's it's a bit of a, a cliche and something we talk a lot about but packaging is your most uh important media it really is where you need to you need to be able to put everything on there and it needs to stand out it needs to be visible it needs to communicate what you wanted to so there's there's no way that you can sort of uh yeah it, it cannot be stressed i guess enough um then it's it's shelf visibility it's uh placement you know where where are you are you high up are you high down uh, or low down uh how how many what's the width of your can you build brand blocks a lot of uh i guess this is where also the psychology of things and how we work as humans mm. where, where is where does our eyesight go to uh a lot of of that and, and yeah just uh we talk about point of sales so being active and prominent in on the point of sales that's really uh, that will make or break uh, mm -hmm. in the end and before that there's of course awareness and you need to have that and you need to do all of the brand awareness things so that you are you, you have the mental availability but then it really is about the physical avail availability yeah after that yeah how do you think about the um uh, let's say like just generating general brand awareness when it yeah. comes to like let's say how to like a new product you launch for elevena versus yeah. just getting the new product into people's hands like giving out samples like yeah. what what is actually most impactful when it comes to generating yeah uh sales great question and uh yeah i think that the traditional and, and the classical answer to that which i believe is you know it, it starts with awareness right so the, the typical brand funnel is awareness and then and then trial and then preference so before you can even have trial you need to have awareness so you need to start there um but, but i actually had a really really good uh conversation the other day with uh with a team member uh paula about it and uh about this same question actually and I, one of the things that that we talked about was that uh, there's, there's actually different dimensions to it. So awareness is, awareness actually goes into your subconscious because it's it, you need to have the mental availability. You need to have it needs to sit there somewhere. You need to sort of recognize and understand what it is when you see it, and that's where you build. That's what you build with awareness. Whereas trial is a much more conscious thing. Mm. It's a more rational thing. And then okay, I decide to try this. I'll try it. I'll get an experience. But but what really moves us as human beings is the un subconscious and and i think with the awareness is is where you 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 drive that and 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 and, and really get into the you know the 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 not so conscious parts of our brain and 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 brains and and, and behavior mm. so yeah thanks paula for that discussion that was a good one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's very interesting um yeah. uh, kind of wrapping up here final question yeah. are there any New products, Elevena, Harkis products that people should go out and try. Like I said, um, I recommend the the soft bars. That yeah. was a really nice surprise. Yeah, I like that. The chocolate yeah. one is my favorite. Yeah, so my favorite, if if, if that's what you're asking, um, I'm I'm a big fan of the new Elevena puddings. Uh, this yeah, the chocolate pudding and the caramel pudding. So and they are actually really Elevena's brand promises is uh, you know Saasuyada uh, mm -hmm. in Finnish, which is sort of it's good to eat. It's mm -hmm, you can eat mm -hmm. with a good conscience, right? And and they are so they they have a lot less sugar and 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 uh, better fats, for instance, than mm -hmm. the traditional ones. But they're super delicious. And on the Hargis side, definitely the oat mints. 
Uh, so if you haven't tried that. I haven't seen that in no. stores, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You should go but it's ahead. under Harkis brand. It's nothing It's under it. the Harkis brand. Yeah, okay. exactly. And it's called just uh, Harkis Kaurajauhis. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a whole, that's a, uh, actually a very new innovation okay. uh, where we've uh, managed to get out into that product in a new way. And uh, yeah, uh, that's that's really, that's become a family favorite. And I can tell you my family has been through a lot of testing <laughs> of plant proteins. I can imagine. <laughs> and this one is uh, by far the favorite. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, people go check out those those products. Uh, Annika, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. Thank and you. Uh, best of luck with everything. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. You can find all episodes of The Growth Pod on Spotify, YouTube and Apple Podcasts.